Okay, guys, welcome back to the podcast, and that's on what? Period. But before we get started, before we get started, y'all already know, y'all already know, we got to do the petty pledge. We have got to do the petty pledge. So, okay, put your right hand above your heart or over your heart, okay? We are all nosy, not slanderous. Petty, not malicious. Y'all are not my followers because we are friends. And that's on period. Let's go, guys. Let's go. So today, I want the bulk of the podcast, Um, you know, since I'm trying to give y'all intros and outros, you know what I'm saying? Because I'm my creator. I'm my creator. Um, I wanted to actually have a discussion, and I'm in front of my computer because that is what's most comfortable for me. And I wanted to have a conversation about boy bands. Um, we all know them. We all love them. You know what I'm saying? Everybody loves the good Blackstreet Boys. Backstreet Boys. There's a difference. In sync, And like so many more or whatever. So there is, there was something that was released. It was a documentary. And it was called um, Boy Band Con. And I think that was a play on words to illustrate the fact that there were a lot of cons behind the scenes in regards to being a, a part of a boy band. A notable member of a boy band that was a part of producing this documentary or was a part of this documentary as a whole is um, it what Lance Bass. Lance Bass from NSYNC. You know what I'm saying? Um, and he came out. Oh, not me moving my mic in the middle of my podcast. Y'all already know I give you very much ghetto hood, rat ball headed, a whole shit vibes. But anyways, so um, Lance Bass was talking about him, about how much money he stole. And I mean, like that is interesting in and of itself, especially if we're going to go back and look through um, the groups he was able to curate. But the man, the myth, the legend, Lou Pearlman, he had like aliases as well like he is really the story and so i want to stay and talk about him for a little while because i was you know out here being very nosy being extremely nosy and i was looking through um like his life or whatnot he was first of all he was the curator of boy bands such as backstreet boys and nsync that's what it says when you look at him up they says his other name was a big papa incognito johnson i don't know if that's a whole alias or it's it's like separate like big papa then incognito and then johnson this is ghetto so anyways he was sent to jail and convicted and he was supposed to spend 25 years in jail all right now let's look right here we gonna be petty and look up the charges the charges were conspiracy, money laundering, making false statements. Oh, that's a loaded. So they has have his associated acts. And so we can say his associated acts were Backstreet Boys, NSYNC, Old Town, LFO, Take 5, um, Jordan Knight, Aaron Carter. Wow. Wow. I never knew that. Hmm. He died on August 19, 2016 at the age of 62. Um, so, you know, Sweet Miss is right on up to the upper room. But nevertheless, we're going to sit around and sit around and talk about him because I was so very entertained. 
So we're going to start with his um birthday. He was born June 19th, 1954. And I'll just be telling y'all that because, you know, it makes me sound like I'm a I'm a real creator. So I just wanted to tell you guys that I wanted to rush past because there's like his early life, his suspicions of fraud, and then we're going to go, I want to focus at least right now on a ponzi scheme because i'm gonna i want to get into the tea you know what i'm saying i just we know we, we know why we're here okay and we know what he did so we just gonna skip right along to the ponzi scheme so it was saying here that in 2006 investigators discovered pearlman had um had a long running ponzi scheme had the what the longest running ponzi scheme in american history he defrauded investors out of more than one billion dollars of which 300 million is still missing so i want you to remember that because why that's important to me is because y'all know i i equate how mad or maybe y'all don't know but if y'all are here y'all probably already know that i'm on tiktok or whatever and i always say i equate how upset i am with somebody in regards to their net worth because that tells me how much foolery and treachery you did so when i looked up his net worth it says that it's three three hundred million dollars and if you go back to sweet mrs um ponzi scheme and what they wrote about it they said that 300 million dollars is still missing so i'm trying to figure out like um hulu hulu permanent family who is his family? Because, you know, I know y'all like to say I'm a gold digger or whatever because me and Bill Gates are courting right now because <laughs> Big Daddy Gates is divorced and on the prowl. And, I mean, that's cool and everything like that, but $300 million is close to a billion. So, I mean, if you are, like, people that's related to him, I mean, like, what's up? Like, you know what I'm saying? Where y'all at? You know, I'll be outside. Y'all can pick me up. So, um, for more than 20 years... He had enticed individuals to invest in some type of like airline company chair. He had all type of different companies and he was telling people, you got to invest because look at all this. I'm going to turn a profit. So boom, the investigation started in February of 2017 and they was like, sweet miss. And what I tell y'all about the feds. Okay. <laughs> they don't play like that. Their conviction rate is through the roof. So they did their little um they did their little investigation and they said you're going to jail sir you're going to the big house okay and so they i wanted to look at something and talk to you guys something about the conviction and the sentencing because five days before his sentencing he like requested a phone call or whatever and he was trying to like i guess get out of prison or whatever or he was trying to bribe people and the judge was like ma'am electric chair no ma'am you cannot come in here for having a ponzi scheme one two defrauding people out of a billion dollars three three hundred of those one billion dollars is still missing and then you're gonna try to get out of jail have a seat have a have a seat but child, if the one thing that y'all do know about him is that he was he was always a big girl. You know what I'm saying? He's he's always been a heavier set man, and due to that, he had some health issues, and that is what killed him in um 2008. 2008 was the year that he passed away, and he has was it 2000? 
2010, excuse me, 2010, he suffered a major stroke and that's what killed him. Not me forgetting when the man died. Child, tell me why I gave y'all the wrong date three times. See, that's why you got to be more careful and organize your notes. Not me trying to be a real, a real damn, um influencer but nah sis died in 2016 that's not funny that's a nervous laughter i'm nervous y'all don't charge it to my heart but i kind of wanted to segue into another point that i really wanted to make and it was kind of like knowing your worth i feel like yes backstreet boys was like back in the 90s and early 2000s i suppose around that time but like people have been not people executive music companies all of these people have been stealing from artists since the beginning of time and i guess i'm not trying to speak to artists nowadays because artists nowadays um have more resources and they've been putting out their own music and deciding to remain independent so that's cool but i want to have some accountability for the people artists that signed up for this because i mean like there's only so many cautionary tales that you can tell before i feel like at this point it's a choice because i feel like th these type of relationships are very transactional i mean i know we want to feel bad and i know that we want to show empathy and i mean that we will but at the same time like i feel like these people traded who they were as people you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> Illuminati people step, step, step in. Um, they traded, they wanted and willingly traded who they were for fame and fortune. So, like, can we really be that upset? Can we really be that mad? Because I feel like these people walk into these situations with their eyes wide open. Like, <laughs> had that shit bust wide open. And they still make these decisions because they're thinking, okay, you might steal money from me now, but giving me access and the uh, networking capabilities and then still having my likeness and being able to diversify my wealth or whatever the hell you let me have for my little bit of coins, you know what I'm saying? Even though you've been stealing from me, I can use that and curate something of my own. And at some point, we gotta, we gotta start calling that out and we gotta call that for what it is and stop making it seem like people like Lou Pearlman was actually taking advantage of people and we actually have to think about the participation, the willing participation and um, walking into situations in which you did not understand and walking into it, but for me, I feel like as perverse as this sounds, he delivered on his quote unquote side of the bargain and I say that because he gave you fame. I mean, NSYNC is a household name in 2021. Everybody know who that is. Backstreet Boys, same thing. You know, Aaron Carter, you know, Sweet Miss is out here getting on everybody's nerves. But what I'm saying is, what I am saying is, is that um, these people are well known. Justin Timberlake has moved on and have very, you know, productive movie careers as well as a solo career and and has continued his life in Hollywood so I mean these people in my opinion were very much willing participants um they wanted fame and I feel like Lou Perman delivered so you know that's what I have to say about that and I do want to segue on to the next topic for y'all and that's gonna be Sky Jackson 
And I was thinking about doing this on TikTok, but I'm not. And I was so happy about figuring out my podcast and getting it on Apple so that a lot of different people have the ability to listen to my podcast because I want to have a real discussion about Sky Jackson right now. And if you guys are not familiar with who Sky Jackson is, she uh, is an actress and she was uh, most notable for her role on the Disney Channel show what was that show called yikes i don't remember the show but it was definitely a disney channel show uh jesse jesse from 2011 um i feel like when sky jackson started off in the industry of course like it was nice to see the diversity it's nice to see that she's black um she's still like ain't gonna take away from her beauty she's she's absolutely stunning she's gorgeous um there's i'm i'm not going to debate that what i am going to debate is the fact that when we gonna be able to talk about the fact that sky is problematic like that's what i'm trying to figure out i'm not trying to hold her to a standard of being 30 years old absolutely not so that's not what we're going to talk about we're not going to talk about the fact that sky jackson ain't a grown-ass woman because she she's an adult let's be clear she's definitely an adult however um as a 31 year old woman i want to give grace to a young adult but i feel like some of the things that she does is deliberate and i feel like it's deliberate because of how she responds to it so i guess we're gonna go down the list of when i feel as if she's been petty hold on let's see I have my notes here I may go out of order because I've kind of just been compiling it and not putting anything together but let's talk about her low-key bullying um, Jordan's sister now I know it kind of came off as oh my god she's not bullying her or whatever the case may be and I feel like it was cute because they de-escalated the situation um, Jordan de-escalated it as the big sister and that's great and I appreciated her for that but Skye was very deliberate in the way that she went after that little girl um because Jody is a child and if you don't know who I'm talking about Jordan that was Kylie uh Kylie Jenner's best friend and Jody is Jordan's younger sister and from what I know from what I know, Jody has a friendship with someone that Sky was dealing with. And this is all very much kid beef, drama, all of that kind of stuff. And I would never choose to go the extra mile and address Sky if had I not felt like, okay, girl, you're doing a lot. Because I feel like kids are kids and we kind of like look the other way. But I feel like where sky takes it to the next level is that because of her popularity and because of her resources and access she bullies people you know what i'm saying she's she's like a little bully and there's people that call her out all the time and and i think that when i see people call her out not all not all the time because you know we're not ever going to say that this is the rule but i say most of the time when i see people address guy they're trying to say like hey girl you really should change the way that you are because it seems not somebody calling me in the middle of my podcast it seems like 
Sky is jealous. Um, she's competitive. And she is a pick-me. And then she's so close to her mom, and her mom is always in the beefs with her. She had another beef with Bad Baby, and... Lord Jesus, the day that I actually have to come to the defense of Bad Baby or say that, though she should not have gone off on Sky like that and, you know, cussed and, and carried on on the internet, Sky is very much that person that will abuse the shit out of you, allegedly, and, like, act, play crazy when you respond to them. Sky is also the type of person that will hang out or put some behind the scenes you know what i'm saying these kids be dating each other and stuff like that behind the scenes these little children be dating each other and she'll hang out with somebody's boyfriend just to prove a point and it's like sky is on a forever flex and i don't like that as a young black woman i don't like that and i'm never gonna be that that black woman that doesn't have anything to say well will i still be supportive if sky goes through something if some if, if she's in a situation where people are mistreating her now that i have a platform absolutely but at the same time it's like if i'm going to be holding myself and you know people that are not in the diaspora to task i'm going to hold the sky down like i'm going to hold her feet to the fire and i fit i felt at, at 31, at 30 fucking one, I felt afraid to say anything to this little girl on TikTok because she is known for getting people banned for bullying and harassment, but she's bullying and harassing people. And that's how you know you're toxic and problematic. When a grown ass woman that doesn't have a negative thing particular to say about you, more like a critique. Sky is is a bully but th that's a character flaw that that doesn't have to equate to who she is a few things can be true at once so sky can still be a, a young black person in hollywood and i love that she's there for representation but as a black woman that wants to see the the race evolve um and and getting better i'm gonna hold her you know what i'm saying her feet to the fire and i was afraid of saying something to her on a particular platform because of how her and her mom are and getting people sued and just wasting resources she could use those resources to uh be better <laughs> that's fucked up to say but she could use those resources to go to therapy and figure out why she's you know looks for love in all the wrong places why she gets into these repetitive drama because at first i don't know if you guys remember but years ago maybe not years ago Yes, it was a few years ago because that's how her meme, you know, the meme where she's sitting in the blue dress with the face. Um, I think, um, not Iggy. It wasn't Iggy. It was the other crazy one. Lord hell, she crazy as hell. Azalea Banks had said something to her. And I mean, with the swiftness, Black Twitter was like, no ma'am. And Sky defended herself and we was rah-rah behind her. But then it quickly devolved and then we're like, oh shit shoots and some people some children that are in the scene like i guess the, these kids are models and they work in the scene but not as well known as sky they were like yo she's not as cool and as nice as she, you think she is then she had that whole situation with bad baby then she had the whole situation with solange sun jewels then she had the whole situation with jody and i mean the list goes on and on and and i feel like we're slowly creating a monster yes yeah, guy jackson is problematic and i said it i said it I'm, I'm not happy to say it it doesn't it doesn't this is not fun 
but she's problematic you know what i'm saying she's and she's a bully she's a freaking bully so that's kind of all i had to say about that and that is kind of fucked up that i didn't even feel like i could say this on the biggest platform that i have because of how she is in general and how her and her mama play entirely too much i don't got time for it but anyways moving on i did want to touch on something that was kind of on my mind but i didn't want to put it out to the masses and masses and be an ass about it but it's something that i've been thinking about it's on my mind it's in my notes so i'm gonna say it it is what it is we are moving on to mark mark um Wahlberg. and i know he's on the internet and he's with his family and there's a whole Wahlberg brand and donnie's on blue bloods and lord knows like high key that's my favorite show um Maybe I'll have a little snippet about how I feel about cop shows here in a second. But prior to that, uh, Mark Wahlberg is like a raging racist. And I feel like a lot of people, and I don't mean racist like, oh Lord, this is actually fucked up. Because nowadays, racists can be, can have a, can have several subcategories. And when I say that, I mean, you could say racist tendencies where, you know, people are just being, having microaggressions that equate to race, being racist. But then that's not what I'm talking about, Mark Wahlberg. What I'm talking about is being convicted of two hate crimes. Like he was released after committing his first hate, convicted and got out and, and quickly did another one. And I feel like I want people to change. I am here for people changing, but what I'm not here for is rewriting the past because that's how you're doomed to repeat it so maybe i'll talk about that on my live today and you know i'm saying y'all just gonna get it right now because it's exclusive because y'all y'all exclusive i love y'all podcast y'all are cute or whatever so with that being said um yeah man i feel like i really really want it to be clear and known that Mark Wahlberg, we want we we want change. Um, we don't just throw the baby out with the bath water. But I just feel like he hasn't even made amends. He would just prefer we forget about it. And because of the state of petty in which I reside, I just can't and I won't. And um, just wanted to say my piece on that. And like I promised you guys when I brought his name up, that I was that I would briefly bring up cop shows. Um, as a society, since I'm choosing not to really address too much politics, and I'm going to keep that a buck and a hundred. We ain't going to do that. Um, at the same time, we got to understand that these cop shows, um, in, in general, I'm talking about Law & Order. I'm talking about CSI when they used to come on, Blue Bloods, Child, FBI, FBI Most Wanted, all that, all that, all that. Like Bad Boy, and eh, eh, all that. Um, They they problematic okay guys um if you if 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 a cop needs the color outside of the line or, or feels the need to use resources that ain't supposed to be available to them because it's illegal unjust and infringing on other people's constitutional rights that says less about the cop working and what the cop does and way more about our justice system and how policing needs to be rewritten as a whole i really quite enjoy cop shows i told you guys and even you know military show, shows like seal team and stuff like that like that is my shit um when i'm not watching tr true crimes and a bunch of nonfiction stuff and documentaries 
that is what I'm consuming. That is the media that I like. I enjoy suspense. I enjoy espionage, like all that type of shit. You know what I'm saying? Thrillers. But um, it's been coming more and more to the forefront of my mind, you know, feeling like people because our law enforcement actually acts like that you know what i'm saying they're so righteous and they say oh my god you just don't understand and we have to do all this other stuff and i'm just like do you want a cookie or a cracker you know what i'm saying i serve in the united states army and it's not y'all problems that that that's what i chose to do it's nice when you guys appreciate me for my service no doubt like thank you so much for your support but it is not your problem that i signed that contract and i am being compensated for my services and if i feel like i can't do what i need to do i need to be more boisterous and more proactive about why my organization is falling short and that's what i think some people mean when they say defund the police y'all already know too i don't get down with the defund the police i don't get down like that um i guess words mean things <laughs> and so i guess i want to elaborate on that just a tad before i get up out of here um to me, words mean things, right? So even though I understand, and as a black person, Lord Jesus, the, the police force as a whole needs to change. The way that they police it, it, you know, throughout cities and stuff like that, they need to realize that they're not boots on ground in a host country. They're amongst U.S. citizens. They're fellow citizens, and they need to behave that way. But I strongly disagree with the defund the police. Um, I feel like I need to see more in-depth plans. I feel like a lot of the plans are quite emotional. Um, I feel the need for law enforcement. I need my police to also be police. Uh, I don't want my police to necessarily be soft, and that doesn't have anything to do with being me being toxic and you know being a part of the patriarchy. I mean, all of that is true, and I'm guilty of everything, of all of that, but at the same time, I want a police force that's protective. I want a police force that's competent and well-trained, and with have the resources in order to do their jobs but the term the words used defunding the police makes me vastly uncomfortable and i feel like maybe if we can come up with some verbiage uh that's better suited for people like me that i really really want to see a change in our police force and i feel like there's a lot of good cops out there but the good cops be covering up for the bad cops and that's a story for another motherfucking day because that actually boils my blood because you should be ashamed to serve with those peoples within your ranks but neither here nor there if you want to swing somebody like me that leans a little bit you know conservative on issues like that that really enjoys law and order because i'm like yo i ain't trying to you know what i'm saying look like we aren't harsh on crime or whatnot because that's like a snowball situation and it's so good to it's so easy to say stuff like that and i don't want to scare anyone but what will happen when you relax or use verbiage like defund in my personal opinion it's a very slippery slope and it's not cool to me i don't like that <laughs> i just don't like it you all i just don't like it it's 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 a no for me so understand that our cop shows are our cop shows all in all are really not should not be looked at as the goal um it should not be looked at as something to aspire to because what they do in every single episode is against the fucking law and um we shouldn't be practicing that so with that being said a few things that i just want to mention here 
Wendy Williams spread awareness about a medical condition that's chronic that she's going through, which is basically the buildup of fluid within her legs. I'm just giving you guys current events here. You know, that's, I want to leave that leave you guys with that. Not me threatening to go every five minutes and then not. Y'all know that's how I do anyways. That's just me. That's just how I am. So um, that's the thing that's really good for her for being brave enough to explain the fact that she genuinely um, suffers from a medical condition and she wants to bring awareness to it. I'm, I'm, I'm down for that. Um, another thing that I wanted to mention is that Rihanna got a haircut, but she's also with still with ASAP Rocky and it, that makes me feel away. I'm not in the mood. I don't like it. Um, it's absolutely a no for me. And so I guess I had to say that and for me that's kind of all i i have for you guys because you know we're gonna sit and have a talk later on today i'm still trying to figure out how this podcast is gonna work how it's gonna flow and writing for it and stuff like that just you know out here having a time but that's kind of where i want to leave you guys feel free to catch me on all my socials it's my name spelt now, I'm gonna I'm gonna show you guys I'm super military already already I'm gonna give you my name to put in all social media so that's Twitter Instagram uh, TikTok and YouTube okay B as in Bravo R as in Romeo I as in India S as in Sierra H as in Hotel A as in Alpha N as in November N as in November A as in Alpha so just look out for me on all social medias make sure you're following me because content is going to be dropping merch is going to be dropping and I'm so excited about having a platform and I'm so excited to go through this whole entire journey with you guys. So, <laughs> you know, to the lose, guys.